Welcome to What's That About? The show where we look at the topics and trends that kind of make us raise our eyebrow and ask, what's all that about? Uh, Today's topic is why do we get belly button fluff? So, Don, belly button fluff, what's doing? Well, basically, uh, belly button fluff, or BBL, as the people in the biz call it. BBL. BBL. The, the technical abbreviation. I think the the actual term is navel fluff. The fluff is the technical term. Yeah, yeah, navel fluff. Not lint, but fluff. Fluff. Okay. Yep. Fluffy. Which, it's comforting. I think it's, <laughs> it's, a, bit it's a lovely fluff. word. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fun to say, fluff. I like BBL. Basically, the deal is that uh, you've got sort of stomach hair. And the hair scrapes tiny fibers off the shirt, directs the lint towards the navel where it accumulates. Um, and that's basically it. So it's so it's almost like the it's like water circling into a drain. The way the hairs pull the fibers off your shirt yep. into this concave belly button. Yep. And it's stored there and it builds up. That's essentially what belly button fluff is. Yeah, yeah. And the sort of the demographic that's most likely to get a good amount of belly button, sorry, navel fluff, BBL, let's just call it, mm. is uh, middle-aged, hairy men, especially those who have recently put on weight, which, unfortunately, <laughs> that's me. That's basically described me. It's, that sounds as though if I committed a, if I committed a crime, yeah. that's how the reporter on Crime Stoppers would describe me. A slightly middle-aged, overweight, middle-aged male with a hairy abdomen. Recently, <laughs> recently put on a lot of weight. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, Man, so I'm a prime hoping, candidate there. Yeah, yeah. I was reading it initially, I'm like, oh, straight from a Mills and Boone, really. That's just... Uh, <laughs> they've just described Fabio. <laughs> no, that's basically me. So, I do get a bit of belly button fluff. Well, you know, the funny thing is, yeah. that, that describes me more than it describes you. Probably. But I... <laughs> hey, which, which bit? <laughs> but I've stopped getting it. Really? Yeah, I've stopped. I used to get it a lot. Yeah, yeah. But now I've stopped getting it. And I think because one of the... Are you wearing a naval guard? <laughs> <laughs> I made that up, so... <laughs> I just put a little bit of sticky tape in yeah. front of my belly button every morning and it's fine. Yeah. Is apparently, if you wear new clothes more often, because there's more lint, yeah. your your hairs kind of collect more lint. Yeah. Whereas I haven't bought a new piece of clothing for 10 years. Yep. So I reckon that's a factor for why I don't get it as much these days. That's right. Yeah, that is true. New clothes collect more lint than old clothes. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Well, the thing that... One of the other things I found was it's not just the lint from the clothes, though. Like, if you... They did, like, an analysis of what is in belly button fluff, and apparently it's a combination of house dust, flakes of skin, fat... Proteins and sweat. Yeah, yeah, I found that as well, and I was—I I couldn't help but thinking it sounds like a really bad new Kellogg cereal, like their description. I think so. It's like <laughs> house dust, flakes of skin, fat, protein, sweat, B one, B two, and niacin, and, uh, <laughs> and it's delicious. I was thinking it more sounds like a witch's spell. Like, where's the eye of Newt? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there should be eye of Newt in my. Oh, that's right. <laughs> So the one of the observations is like why is it always that bluey grey colour? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I read that that's because mostly we wear dark coloured clothing, so that's the kind of lint that is collected to form the colour. Yeah, which yeah. it just does make good sense. Um, but I also read that 
it's it's kind of a good thing in that the the fluff is actually a good way of collecting lots of the bacteria that develops in our belly button mm. and it's easily disposed of. So it kind of serves a useful function as well. Yeah, I've heard that people that collect belly button fluff, are, their belly buttons are generally thought to be cleaner than those who don't. Yes, okay, yep. Because it sort of accumulates and is easily removed. Yeah. People that don't, you know, they don't get the lint, but they've still got the, the sweat and the skin particles and stuff just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that'll make sense. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that concerns me a little bit, though, is if you look at the, the elements of design that make our belly button collect fluff, the exact same principles actually apply to the bum. There's hair around the bum. It's little concave point. Do it, it, you get... I'm going to say BL. BL. Bum, bum lint? Bum lint, yeah. It's literal bum fluff. Like it is lit- it, you like, get it? No, I don't. Uh. But the mechanics of why that would happen are there. So in a different world, it is possible that every night before bed, mm. we'd have to pick a little bit of fluff out of our bum and put it in there. That is entirely possible. That's, that's not very intelligent design. Yeah, that's true. It is strange. Yeah. I'm glad it's not the case. Yeah, yeah. I'm very glad, <laughs> but it's technically possible through the design. During the height of your belly button lint collecting period, yeah. what did you do with the belly button lint, in all honesty? Well... The answer I give my wife is I, I walked out of bed and walked all the way up to the bin and put it in the bin. Bed? Because shower is the, the time you'd get rid of it, right? When you have a shower. Oh, yeah, sorry, shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, shower, walk to the bin. Yeah, your reality, story is crumbling. <laughs> in reality, I just try it at the bottom of the shower. See, I, I'll see you let it get wet. It goes down the drain. Nah, poor hygiene, Matt. What do you <laughs> I usually, I used to, the thing is, yeah, you know, I get a little bit. I just, I don't know, chuck it on the ground or something. I've never seen a bit of belly button lint on the ground. Where does it go? That's true. I've never seen one. That's very true. It's kind of like how owls, like apparently birds have a very, very short life. Mm. And I see hundreds of birds a day. But I'll see a dead bird maybe once a month or once every few months. Where are all the dead birds going? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not sure how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accusation. Where are all the dead birds going, Dom? <laughs> what are you accusing I've me of? I've caught you red-handed. Yeah, 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 okay, i got a collection. All right? i got a feet an addiction. So, what can we do about it? If you don't like your belly button fluff, what are your hmm. options? Did you look into that? Um, I didn't, but I can have a think, and I can think that well, shaving... Well, hang on, any... I've got the answers, so let's compare my answers to your guessing. All right, I'm going to guess that if you shave any hair that you may have... That would pretty much be... That would do the job, almost. Correct. That is one of the three options. Sticky tape is the other option you could use. <laughs> the navel guard. Or sellotape. If you... <laughs> sellotape's another At option. a pinch. Yeah. <laughs> Any other ideas? Um, you could just keep the... You could just build up a large amount of belly button fluff, and eventually it's going to be full, and would, the lint would have just fall away. Fall away, naturally. <laughs> You're too full. Right? Yeah. The passive approach. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Any other ideas? Nah. Apparently... A belly button piercing is quite effective ah. in sweeping away the fibres so they can't gather up, mm. is one idea. The other is just making sure you wear old clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gigi, you must have some real belly button fluff issues if your wardrobe choices yeah. are designed around <laughs> yeah, yeah. minimising belly button fluff. <laughs> um, quick question. Yeah. Do you have an innie or an outie? Innie. Innie? Yeah. Do you, as an innie person, yeah. do you find outies a bit 
odd. Yeah, a bit yucky. Yeah, that might be odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit strange. Isn't it? Like it. What's the like deal it. with the outie? Well, from what I read, it's so obviously your belly button is essentially scar tissue from your umbilical cord being yep. cut. Yep. And all I've heard is that essentially it's whether the scar tissue is concave or convex. So it apparently con when you have the outie, there's more scar tissue, so it's build up protrudes. Hmm. So it kind of makes sense they're a bit yucky because it's more scar tissue. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I, I had a you know I had a my daughter mm. born about four months ago. Don't tell me an outie. No, no, no. Ah, she's not an outie. But the, the midwife. The midwife. <laughs> If she was an outie, you'd be in trouble right now. <laughs> <laughs> the midwife predicted that she'd have an outie. Really? I felt a bit disappointed. <laughs> I went, oh. Damaged goods. Yeah, damaged goods. Send her back. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, I came across something called the Belly Button Diversity Project, which um, basically they take samples, they swab many different sort of belly buttons, and they have a look at the bacteria that grows in there. Mm. And they've found that... In the 60 samples they first assessed, they counted at least 2,368 different species of bacteria within living in a, a belly button. Across one belly button or across all these, there are that many varieties? It was across that many varieties. Yeah. However, there was one guy who they found all of them except for like four species living in this one guy's belly button. And apparently he admitted that he hadn't taken a shower or bath for several years. Several years? Yeah, yeah. And they also found bacteria that is generally only found in extreme environments. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, good to see that um, our brother Christian's contributing <laughs> to science. So it's also <laughs> thinking of the exact same thing. Take that. He's, he's a humanitarian. <laughs> um, excellent. So... I guess that's really the long and the short of belly button fluff, unless you've got anything else. I do have one more thing. Ooh, is that there's a guy, Australian, yep. librarian, that he's basically collected every single day um, a bit of his belly button lint, and he mm -hmm. has the largest collection in the world. How big is it? It's, uh... Doesn't... Very big. It's very big. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say. <laughs> is it, oh, the only other thing I've got, yeah. So, <laughs> about eight, Approximately 26 years worth there, actually, Luke. Thanks for asking. Appreciate that. Very big. Yeah, yeah. But I saw jars, and it had like he has his jars set up in decades, mm. and they were all slightly different colours, which was weird. Like, slightly mm. yellow, slightly red, slightly blue. Right. So which the... is weird. So I don't know. His... I think he bought the same colour shirt for like a decade and then changed. <laughs> but it's, you can look at... Just Google it, and it comes up. That's yeah. interesting. Um, so it's almost like there's like a dating... <laughs> like the... Car oh, it wouldn't be a long enough lifespan for carbon to be coming out of it. Why is it changing colours? Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> strange. Um, strange. Yeah. The only other thing I found, which is, yeah. this is really gross, but... Is it more, more gross than the suggestion of me picking little bits of fluff out of my bum every night? Significantly more. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, because it's like bacteria, you can take the bacteria, you can grow it, you know, it's like a yeast almost, mm. and you can make cheese from it. Oh. And so I didn't find... They're saying it's possible to make belly button cheese. I didn't find evidence of that, but I found evidence of there's a woman who started making vaginal yogurt. And she, <laughs> and she started making it after she heard that there's... This is all new to me. There's such a thing as a semen cookbook. And she goes, if there's a semen cookbook, I'm making vaginal yogurt, thanks. 
Wow. So there's a whole cookbook, and this is actually, I'm like, all right, I follow this path. I'm like an investigative journalist. I'd love to see your search history at the moment. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is the, the phrase on the cookbook. It says, semen is not only nutritious, but it also has a wonderful texture and amazing cooking properties. <laughs> <laughs> That's and that's in the inside flap of the uh, semen cookbook. So, wow. So that's just a little tidbit. That's a completely different episode once again. But holy moly! But what, a- <laughs> was she doing a vagina yeast cookbook? No, no. In, so in she she heard there was that, and she's oh, like, right. you know, the women can't get left out here. So she <laughs> took some swabs, grew some bacteria. And made, and I, she said it was a bit tangy. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the yogurt. Yeah. Geez, you wouldn't want to see the inside flaps on the vagina yeast cookbook. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's edited out. You can't, you can't include that too much. <laughs> can we include that? Uh, <laughs> That's up for review. Uh, excellent. Well played. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay. Belly button fluff. Pretty much just your clothes and your belly button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. All right. Thank right. you. See you guys. See you next time.